Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend, I'm swinging with a celebrity couple. Taylor Swift is walking with a celebrity squad. Selling Sunset is back in business, bitches. And I phone Max Kerman, lead singer of Arkells, to be my straight male correspondent. Most men, including myself, are just such fucking wimps. It's about time straight men get a platform, you know? Let's do charity work. Phone a friend starts now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Kripschick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. And can I just say this? I was in Calgary for work last week and so many people came up to me to tell me they are phone of friends. Seriously, one girl whispered in my ear, fuck Jason Bateman. Fuck you, Jason Bateman. I was like, yes. Another one asked me if I had a bidet in my hotel room. And a lovely gentleman went out of his way to tell me he loves my producer, Jason. Hi, Jason. Oh, hi. Is that true? Yes. Your sensual vocals got you (laughs) an admirer in Calgary, Alberta. It's true. And like, Jace, I I have never felt this way about anything else I've done. You and I have done so much together. But with the pod, it just feels like everyone who listens is in this secret club with me. Like, it feels like we're all in a group chat together. We have our little inside jokes. We know deeply personal things about each other that no one else does. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. No, of course. 
Okay, so I then stopped in my hometown of Vancouver for a couple of days to see my mom and my best friends from high school, still my best friends, who, by the way, were like, you have a podcast? Like, <laughs> no idea. My L.A. friends, my Toronto friends all listen to the show. Very, very lovely. My Vancouver friends are like, yeah, we're too busy mountain biking. <laughs> but that, I feel like, is what your childhood friends are for, you know? Like, they aren't friends with me because of what I do. They f- are friends with me because of who I am on the inside, right, Jason? It's fine. I'm fine. So me and my high school best friends went out on Saturday night till like 2 a.m. I haven't done this in years. Shut the bar down. We're literally doing shots and requesting Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears like the elder millennials we are. And at some point, one of my friends tells me that at her kid's fancy private school, some of the parents have started swinging with each other? I mean, I feel like I probably shouldn't tell you this, but she didn't even know I had a podcast, so she's not listening. I feel like none of these Vancouver private school moms are listening. They're all off doing yoga after running a 10K, you know? So apparently, there's a group of parents who get together and swing. So they, like, switch partners for the night. And then things are awkward for everyone at the track and field meet because Miles's dad can't sit next to Paisley's mom because they fucked last night. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I, I cannot. And I get that when you're a parent, you know, if you're having, like, if you're feeling the seven-year itch, it's probably easier to just get it out with, like, someone whose kid is also in grade one. But I could never do it. I could never swing. I would be way too jealous. Not that anyone has invited me. Although, I will tell you this, because this is our, you know, this is essentially our private group chat. So for you, phone of friends, I once thought Evan and I got invited to swing with iconic Canadian couple, Rain Maida <laughs> and Chantal Kraviasek. Rain Maida, who, by the way, I was so obsessed with as a teen. I mean, adding to my list of childhood crushes, okay? It was Elvis Stoiko, Scott Stop of Creed, and Rain Maida of Our Lady Peace. I mean, clumsy. That song is, um, record the radio on a cassette player days. That's what it reminds me of. Yes! You are running to record this off of Z95.3 FM in Vancouver. No one laughing. <laughs> Add it to our list of peak music. Okay, please. So Rain Maida is a guest on my show at the CBC. And I think Evan was in the audience that day or like visiting me. So Rain met both of us and we discovered we live pretty close to each other in LA. And he casually says, oh, you guys should come over sometime. P.S. Evan, American, has no idea who this person is, okay? Never heard of Our Lady Peace, never heard the song Superman's Dead. I mean, what a sad life for him, really. So Rain and I exchange information, and he follows up with an email, not a text, it's like a three-paragraph email, that very directly invited Evan to join him and Chantel and me for dinner at their home. And then there's a paragraph about how we should dress comfortably. And something about the email made me think we were getting invited to a swingers event. And I panicked and we never went. And in hindsight, this, I feel, is one of my biggest life regrets. Because I think about it all the time. If this was, in fact, 
an invitation to swing, I would have fulfilled my life dream of being with Rain Maida. <laughs> yeah! You know? And I think I would be okay with Evan being with Chantel Kreviasek. I've thought a lot about it. I feel like as long as she's not allowed to, like, bring a piano into the bedroom and serenade him with Surrounded, I'm okay. I'm okay with my husband making love to Chantel Kreviasek. And if you are American, my apologies. Please Google. (laughs) And for the record... I dove into the archives this morning and reread the email from Rain, and he absolutely was not inviting <laughs> me to swing, okay? I just feel like maybe at the time I, I just, I, I read it that way, you know? I was clumsy as heaven. Clumsy. So this brings me to an important life question that I feel we should all contemplate, especially if you're in a committed relationship. Which celebrity couple would you swing with? Here's what you have to think about. You have to think about who you want to risk it all for and then who you'd be comfortable with your partner being with. Jason, who would you uh, <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> One day I think Jason's just, <laughs> just going to shut off the mic and walk away. Okay, so wait, for an exercise. But wait, Jason, are you swinging when you're together? No. Oh, my oh. God. No. See, that's you're clearly super happy in your relationship. You haven't thought about swinging. Swinging, that's an orgy. Okay. <laughs> no, so swinging is like you go to a party, okay? So, or at, like me and Chantel and Rain and Evan are at a party. We're dressed comfortably. Yeah. And at a certain point, Rain and I retreat to the boudoir. Oh. And Evan and Chantel retreat separately. We have our separate alone time. You know, I make Rain say, right. yeah, you know, and then we come back together and nobody speaks of it again. <laughs> okay. Or if you're one of the parents my friends knows, you go to like the fundraiser the next day and nobody speaks of it. Right. right. So that's swinging. So, Jace, for an exercise, just to illustrate how hard it is to find the right couple to swing with, I need you to list some hot celebrity couples, okay? Just list any hot celebrity couple. I'll Mm. think about it and tell you if I'm dropping my keys into their bowl. Okay, hot celebrity couple. Yeah. Um, Like Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, good one. Hard no. Hard no, because I don't think Ryan Reynolds is going to be good enough in bed to be worth it. Don't add me. Okay, I know. I've met him in person, and I will say, like, very beautiful, very chiseled, funny, not sexy. Oh. Doesn't have, doesn't have, like, a Drake swag, you know? I'm really surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ladies. This is when the DMs are coming okay. for me, but no. And you don't want your partner to be with Blake Lively. She's way too hot. Um, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, no. And I'm getting the way worse deal there. Absolutely not. Uh- <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, what about Emily Ratajkowski and Harry Styles? Oh, Jason, that's, that's like an easy no. That this is me saying no to Harry Styles because I know my husband would never return to me after one night with Emily Ratajkowski's ab crack. (laughs) He would, he would come back to me being like, what's all this wrinkly skin? Where's your ab crack? Uh, one more. Hit me. Uh, okay. Um, Kate. Uh, random Barack and Michelle Obama. 
Ooh. I yeah. mean, yes. <laughs> yes. I would take Barack, and then I also feel that I would not be threatened by Michelle because I would hope my husband would emerge from that room enriched and enlightened. You know, the light he carries after a night with Michelle Obama. So that is a hard yes. Didn't she say that she's like hated him for 10 years? Yes, she did. She did. So maybe you're you're suggesting that maybe they'd be open to swinging with us? Maybe it's like she won't let Evan come back. Oh, listen, if Evan and Michelle Obama run off together, I'm perfectly fine with that. In fact, I encourage it. If Michelle Obama ends up raising my three kids, they would be so much better for it. I'm just saying it's like hard to find the perfect match to swing with. You know, so far, I've only said yes to Rain Maida and Chantal Graviasek and Barack and Michelle Obama. The standards are high. And by the way, for all of you Americans, and we know we have an Italian audience, an international audience listening, you should know that Rain Maida and Chantal Kravyasek are the Barack and Michelle Obama of Canada. I mean, that's just a fact. You know who I'm going to ask about swinging? Today's phone a friend, Arkell's frontman, Max Kerman. He's in one of the biggest Canadian bands in the world. I'm also going to see if he'll tell me who is the meanest Canadian celebrity he's ever met. Are there any? Do they exist? I also feel like I need his thoughts on Frank Ocean ruining Coachella because he's played Coachella. And I promise this is not just going to be CanCon this week, okay? I'm not doing a segment on Fifi Dobson, I swear. In fact, (laughs) let's talk about some American famous people. (sighs) Thank you, Jason. We could do a lot worse than Fifi Dobson. (laughs) I'm dying for a Fifi Dobson comeback. Okay, well, Jace, you're the executive producer here. Pitch me a Fifi (laughs) Dobson segment and we'll do it. Yeah. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. My week was absolutely made when the teaser for the new season of Selling Sunset dropped. Okay, because I don't have time for prestige television. I can't commit to succession. My brain is way too dead for severance. I'm too scared for The Last of Us. What I do have is Selling Sunset. It is not my guilty pleasure. It is my singular pleasure. I forced my five-year-olds into bald caps and my baby into a bodycon dress to go as the Oppenheim group for Halloween, okay? This is my culture. And I am living for this 90-second teaser featuring businesswomen in crop tops and sequins talking about being businesswomen. I'm going to be a rock star mommy and also a rock star businesswoman. I mean business. I'm about my business. I'm here to fuck this shit up. It's basically housewives taglines, but they're all like, I'm a woman in business, also a businesswoman who's a bad business bitch, and I'm going to fuck your business up. (laughs) Jason, we love this show. We love this show. The show was created by my old friend. And can I tell you, fun fact, first person in my contacts in my phone, Adam DeVello. Because he's AD. So whenever I go to call someone, it's just Adam DeVello. He created The Hills and like The Hills. Season one of Selling Sunset started with beautiful but normal-looking women in real estate who in six seasons have morphed into Cirque du Soleil characters. They are going to open houses dressed as if they're diving from a trapeze. Okay? 
Jason, you and I are particularly invested in Selling Sunset, I feel, because you live quite close to the Oppenheim Group offices, right? They're on Sunset. And my hair salon is next door. So we're always spying on the cast, filming and like texting each other creepy pictures. One time I was walking up from the parking lot and I saw two figures walking towards me out of the shadows. And I actually thought to myself, oh, shit, is Pride today? Did I just miss the Pride Parade? Because these people had, I swear, like headdresses and cloaks and an iridescent rainbow unitard. And as I got closer, I realized it was not two people who had just stepped off of a Pride float. It was two people who had just wrapped filming on Selling Sunset. Amanza and Chriselle just walked by me after a casual day at the office. Jace, you've had a, a many a run-in with the cast. Do you have any personal highlights of your of your sightings? There was the one time the um, I was uh, I parked so I parked my car on the street outside of the office, and I my mm. barbershop is across the street, so I was like getting a oh, haircut. Look at us! And when I came out, there was this huge commotion, and there was a car accident, and it just so happened that somebody crashed into my parked car oh on the side of the street. God! And instead of being concerned if everyone was okay, all I could look at was. One of the twins, one of the bald twins was like Uh, laughing and taking photos of the entire scene. No. Um, Yeah. Because he thought it was funny? Yeah. He thought it was just funny that somebody would crash into a parked car. So him and his friend were there just like taking photos. And Uh, instead of me checking if the lady that crashed was okay, I was taking photos of him taking photos. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of your vehicle. Oh, man. It wasn't beautiful. I think you sent me those pictures of them uh, looking at your, at your parked I car. To, yes, probably. I need to dig them up. Yeah, you do. And, you know, if you ever need those pictures for insurance purposes, just go ask Brett and yeah. or Jason, you know? Because I can't tell the difference. You? I know, which is offensive. Absolutely, I can tell the difference. Oh. I'm a twin mom. Right. The eyes are different. You can always tell in the eyes. Yeah, and I'm offended that you can't tell them apart. I am also a little nervous about the show without Christine Quinn. She was the lifeblood. Will it be watchable without her? We're going to find out when season six comes out May 19th, you badass business betchas. (laughs) And that's not far away because it's going to be May. Can we just have a moment where we recall the time Chris Kirkpatrick told me NSYNC had an official group chat? And he did specify that they do share, quote, funny memes. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume Chris is firing off the It's Gonna Be May meme right about now. It's gonna be May. Let's find out what's hot in TikTok. What's hot in TikTok? Should I do everything in my Selling Sunset voice? (laughs) What's hot in TikTok? Kelly Clarkson's new song, Mine, is going viral, not because it's a heart-wrenching, vulnerable song about her painful divorce, but because Troy Sivan thinks it's about him. He jumped on TikTok in Australia to see if anyone else misunderstood one of her lyrics. What did I do to upset Kelly Clarkson? That's so funny. <laughs> so he thinks she's singing, Troy Sivan, who the hell do you think you are? Do you hear it? Listen again. It does sound like she's saying, Troy Sivan, who the hell do you think you are? She's actually saying, 
Your choice of art. Your choice of art. I honestly think I prefer choice of on. This made me think of the countless song lyrics that I have misheard. So I compiled a handful of commonly misunderstood song lyrics. Follow along. See if you knew any of these. The first is from Taylor Swift's Blank Space. I have long wondered what a Starbucks lover is. Starbucks lovers. Honestly, for almost a decade, I thought this was about couples who go to (laughs) Starbucks together. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I love a song about Ben Affleck and Anna Del Armas during the pandemic. (laughs) Truly. Um, It's not. She's saying, got a long list of ex-lovers. Got a long list of ex-lovers. I don't even hear it when I listen to it again. Got a long list of ex-lovers. Yeah, and Joe Alwyn is one of them, and we'll get to that. Also, I was today years old when I realized that J-Lo isn't saying, Are you Ellie? at the beginning of I'm Real, featuring Ja Rule. What's my I mean, she is saying, are you Ellie? I always just thought, like, who's Ellie? I guess she just can't can't find her friend. I never questioned it. Are you Ellie? Turns out, she's actually spelling rule. As in, ja rule. Are you Ellie? Are you Ellie? Head explosion emoji. This changed my life. What changed my like, I life. couldn't believe how stupid I was up no. until now. <laughs> up until this literal moment, right now. I had no idea. Are you Ellie? That's also a jam, by the way. When can we make a Spirit of Ja Rule episode? Because that's, that's a long time coming. <laughs> the next lyric I actually didn't miss here, but I will now for the rest of my life. So I want to take you down with me. You know Ariana Grande's song, Thank You, Next. The internet says it sounds like she's saying bacon, eggs, bacon, eggs. And now I can't unhear it. Right? And now that I've ruined thank you next for all of you, that's it for this segment. Thank you next. Or bacon, eggs. eggs. Taylor Swift said thank you next to Joe Alwyn less than two weeks ago. And she is thriving in her single lady era. You know how I know this? Because this week, a photo came out of her and her closest, most famous, most attractive friends casually walking down the street in New York City. And you know what they say? A staged breakup picture is worth a thousand words. The picture which I have not stopped looking at. I actually considered removing Romy as my screensaver and just replacing (laughs) it with this because it is art. If you haven't seen it, you need to stop what you're doing and look it up right now. I don't care if you're driving. Just Google Swift Squad. Is that what they were called, Jace? Isn't like, wasn't she directly responsible for the very 2012 term hashtag squad goals? Yeah. Yeah. The squad. The squad. Oh, God. Ooh, shiver up my spine now. The squad. Either way, the squad. Ooh, it's Gigi Hadid, Blake Lively, the three Haim sisters. They're all perfectly styled. I want to say, like, almost coordinated. 
Taylor is front row center in a little black dress and a red lip offs. Everyone is like, they're smiling. They're having a great time. Tay obviously just said something super funny. When I first saw this still on Jason, my producer's Insta stories, where it belongs, I thought it was a still from a music video. It's that flawless. It's like, okay, if you've ever been a bridesmaid, you know this, you know this move by photographers. You're all standing in line in your matching dresses, and then the photographer says, okay, girls, now just walk towards me casually, and everyone is like awkwardly trying to walk together, not too fast, not too slow, no one knows where to look. Those pictures are not for amateurs. They always look bad, but these girls are professionals, and they fucking nailed it. Noticeably absent, though, is Gwyneth Paltrow. You're not good friends with Taylor Swift. I would not say we're good friends. Mm. She would have been too tall anyway. It would have disturbed the arrangement. And, and it must be noted, this photo is not an accident, okay? They were not just out walking in six-inch heels to a restaurant and got paparazzied. Taylor Swift rarely gets photographed out and about in New York. She has ways to avoid that. This is a photo that was taken explicitly to send a message. The message is, I'm single and I'm thriving. My besties have my back and I don't need a man. This is a revenge photo. And shortly after the photographer was called to take the photo, sorry, I mean organically captured the photo, Everyone pictured went into a restaurant for dinner and unfollowed Joe on Instagram. <laughs> yes! Even Gigi, even the sweet little Haim sisters, one after another, just bam, bam, bam. Should be noted that Blake Lively did not need to unfollow him because she didn't follow him in the first place, which is rude. And Taylor didn't need to unfollow him because she doesn't follow anybody on Instagram, not even her boyfriend of six years. <laughs> and I usually don't care about an unfollow. But this is an attack. This is a coordinated unfollow. Taylor told them some shit over martinis. They pulled out their phones and pulled the trigger. And by the way, what a relief. Because no one wants to follow a straight white man on Instagram anyways. What's next? What's next? Speaking of straight men, before I call Max Kerman from Arkells to essentially serve as my straight male correspondent and explain to all of us why men do all the things they do, there are a few more quick headlines I feel like you should know so you can be a functioning member of society. Assuming that is a society that cares about Rachel McAdams' armpit hair. So let's jump into a rapid-fire round of I Just Want You To Know. As always, I just want you to know that we do not own the rights to that song, so please do not sue me, B-Rock, but this is a perfect segue into our first headline. Ed Sheeran, who's basically just me without makeup, is in a Manhattan courthouse this week, Gwyneth-style where he's being sued for copyright infringement, and the suit claims he stole his song Thinking Out Loud from Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. I obviously have no choice but to decide for myself. This is Judge Jesse. Let's start with Thinking Out Loud. Baby, man, try to hold what? Okay, back to Thinking Out Loud. Right? Let's get it on. And if you 
fucking very bad. similar chords. Oh. It has the same tempo, oh. same drums. But here's what I'll argue. The lyrics and the vibes are different. You know, Thinking Out Loud is a wedding song. Let's Get It On is a baby-making song. Did they argue that in court? I hope so. Plus, the people suing him are heirs of Marvin Gaye's co-writer, which feels like just some cousins of a guy who wrote a song who are worried their residuals might run out and are looking for a cash grab. And to them, I say in my $6,000 cashmere turtleneck, I wish you well. As I, Judge Jesse, declare Ed Sheeran innocent. Free Ed Sheeran. Free Ed Sheeran. Next, Ben Affleck is still doing press. Ben Affleck does press. He appeared on the Drew Barrymore show and devastated women everywhere when he said this about J-Lo. Jennifer just eats whatever she wants. (laughs) Whatever she wants. Pizza, cookies, ice cream, everything. Is it the working out? She works out. I mean, I work out too. But I don't magically appear to be 20 years old. You know what I mean? With perfect skin and the whole... I'm, she is a just... A, there's no taking away the work ethic. The work ethic is real. The discipline is very real. But also the superhuman thing is real. Yeah, this is upsetting. It's one thing for models to say like, oh, I just eat pizza. Blah. I just eat hamburgers. I don't know. I love donuts. You can think like, okay, honey, sure. But for him to come out and reveal this about her means it probably is true. Even if she did get a little something done, according to our Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, she is also clearly superhuman, and he is super in love. And while we are seething with jealousy, we also love to see it. Next, the world's most requested ab crack and possibly least requested friend, Emily Ratajkowski, was asked about her makeout with Harry Styles, her friend Olivia Wilde's ex, in Spanish Vogue. And she said, quote, I feel bad for Olivia because she had to suffer this situation on several occasions. I just feel so bad for you that I made out with your ex, especially because we went to his concert together and I just saw you at that Oscar party and then bang, days later, what do you know, he's penetrating me with his tongue. Like, it just must have been so hard for you to watch us make out that aggressively. Like, you must have thought we've been thinking about it for years, and we have. So I just, I feel sad for you, you know, that he was groping my bum and I was grinding with him. Like, ugh, let me know if you need to talk, okay? Always here for you, sister. Friendship goals. Next, my imaginary best friend, Rachel McAdams, shocked the world when she did a photo shoot in Bustle magazine (gasps) with armpit hair. She's lounging on a sofa with her arm up, giving Julia Roberts at the Notting Hill premiere, and people are losing their minds, saying, like, is this a political statement? Is Rachel McAdams making commentary about societal norms? I say, no. She is a working mom with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. She's just too tired to shave. Okay, when I lift my arm up right now, I am also making a political statement about societal norms because Evan won't let me steal his razor anymore, and I was too tired to find mine. Next, this is a Barbie story that isn't about Ryan Gosling, although he did look great at CinemaCon in that pink jacket with that floppy hair. This is about Barbie releasing their first-ever doll with Down syndrome. (laughs) 
The new Barbie was designed with medical experts to sort of reflect the face and body that's more illustrative of a woman with Down syndrome. She also wears pink foot orthotics. And the hope is that more kids find a toy that represents them, which I think is so, so just heartwarming and wonderful. So thank you, Barbie. You fucked up my generation, but you're doing better now. Finally, our favorite tandem shitter, Megan Trainer, had to apologize for saying, fuck teachers on a podcast. She was talking with Trisha Paytas about wanting to homeschool her kids. Listen to this. Yeah, no, but well, we're I mean, homeschooling our kids. Same. I think everyone fuck should. That. Like, we yeah. all, everyone on TikTok is. They're like, yeah. this is what it's like to have a kid in school in America. I have a bulletproof backpack. I was like, fuck all that. Like uh-uh. that, but also Bullying. kids can be mean. Teachers, I, that, that was my teachers. trauma. Teachers. Fuck and, teachers, you know. You know what kind of a parent says fuck teachers? A parent whose kids are not in school yet. Okay, Megan Trainer's cute-ass kid is two, and L.A. preschool starts at two and a half, so she doesn't fully appreciate yet what it takes to be a teacher. But I'll help her by reading a few of the most recent notes I've received from my kids' teachers on my Parent Connect app. Just going to open that up. These are real messages I've got in 2023 alone. February 23rd. FYI, Rio pushed Dre off the play structure, then threw a chair at his head. March 6th. Dre has a scratch on his cheek. He says he was stabbed by a pencil. Oh my, no. These are true. These are, I'm reading them off the app. April 19th. Rio had an accident this afternoon. His underpants are in a plastic bag in the front pocket of his backpack. (laughs) These are things teachers have to deal with while you and your husband are sitting on your tandem toilets. So I say, God bless you, teachers. You have no idea how deeply appreciated you are. Because while you have your Gucci on, while you wear your Louis Vuitton, even with nothing on, teachers are making less than a living wage, less than a living wage. Did that work? Yeah. <laughs> if you, um, full circle moment too. Trisha Paytas's baby's name yes. is Malibu Barbie. Full circle moment. And only, I don't even know who Trisha Paytas is. <laughs> only you would know that. And Jason, that's She's like why my favorite YouTuber. You love Trisha Paytas. Isn't she a muckbanger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do a deep dive, a Fifi Dogson segment as well as a Trisha Paytas segment in the near future. Footnote, I also love that she said she was going to homeschool her kids because, quote, everyone on TikTok is. Everyone on TikTok is. I mean, <laughs> our most trusted educational resource. And those are a few things I just want you to know. Here's something I want you to know. I talked about Coachella last week on this show, but only after I released the episode did the Frank Ocean controversy kind of unfold. So he was a headliner at Coachella. He was closing the festival on weekend one. He hadn't performed live in years. People had spent thousands of dollars to see him. And I I guess he kind of, like, he kept people waiting for an hour while he changed his mind about his set. He decided he didn't want an ice rink he had originally built on the stage, so they had to thaw the ice rink while people waited in the crowd and then he came out and he just kind of like sang along to a lot of his songs for half of the set while his dancers who were supposed to be skaters were now just dancers walking around confused i've thought a lot about this as a performer this is my worst nightmare but then i'm like well maybe it's okay because he's an artist 
you know? But what do I know? I wanted to call an artist to find out this and so much more. It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I'm phoning Max Kerman, the lead singer of Arkell's literally one of the biggest Canadian bands in the world. They spent all last year on tour when he's not selling out stadiums or breaking the record for winning the most Group of the Year awards at the Junos. He's hosting his own podcast called The Best Hang Podcast. He's a very busy man, so I hope he picks up. Hello? Hello? Is this Jesse? This is Jesse. Is this Max Kerman, frontman, lead singer, face of... Arkells? This is he. Were you nervous about saying the Arkells or Arkells? Yeah. Did you hear me hesitate? I did hear you hesitate. Yeah. It's it's really annoying because on paper, it's just Arkells. But in everyday language to say the Arkells makes sense as well. So I wouldn't hold it against you. You wouldn't? It doesn't bother you? No, but if like the graphic, like on the podcast graphic, uh, and it says are, the yes. Arkells, you're yes. going to get a cease and desist letter from our Absolutely. manager. Absolutely. You should yeah. file a lawsuit. I yeah. will be expecting that. <laughs> but I am a fan and I still sometimes say the Arkells. Like it's my, it's my brain. It's my problem. You can say problem. it, just don't write it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I feel that we should establish, I mean, Arkells, Arkells, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. no the, no. one of the biggest Canadian bands on earth. And because all Canadians in show business kind of know each other, Mm -hmm. we somehow have met on a few occasions, right? Like, I have this weird memory of walking with you to a bar. I feel like it was in Winnipeg somewhere. And I just remember thinking like, oh, shit, he's great. And I really liked you. And then we never spoke again. Until now. Until now. Well, you you fled to LA and left us all in the dust. Uh, But yeah, I I feel like you've done, you did the Juno Awards Gala one year, I want to say. And you also, because when we first got our start, it was in the heyday of much music and MTV. And obviously- you were a sure mainstay was. over there. And so, yeah, we, and we, you know, as you say, everyone in Canada is like one degree of separation. That's like kind of the funny thing. Whenever I go down to LA, it's, I'm just kind of hanging out with a bunch of Canadians that oh all know God. each other. Yeah. All of my friends in Los Angeles are Canadian. It's very prejudice. <laughs> do you know um, Tim McAuliffe? See, Canadian? we could just do this all day. Yes, do I know? do. I know <laughs> okay. him through Nathan Fielder. I mean, the degrees, uh, yes, yes, yes. the degrees are all there. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is why you, I've always liked you because, mm. you know, we did come up in the same time. I've been around my fair share of like guys in bands or like Mm. Canadian indie rockers. Most of them take themselves so seriously. (laughs) Like we get it, Dallas Green. You're an artist. (laughs) You're not like that. You don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. You wear short shorts and fringe. You dance your ass off on stage. You openly tell stories about celebrities on your podcast. Mm -hmm. You aren't too cool, Max. And as the ambassador for Not Too Cool, I appreciate that. Yeah, I still feel very lucky that I have the job. And sometimes I forget I'm in a band. Actually, I think one of the ultimate compliments Uh that a friend can give me is they go, I forget that you're a musician sometimes. And I forget that you can be on stage in front of thousands of people. But I I like it that my close friends, the people that care about me, don't see me as like there's brooding guy over there who just needs to express himself on the stage. Because that's not not really me. That's not what I'm about. Do you know what's funny is I was just talking earlier in this episode about I just saw my best friends from high school and every single one of them were like, oh, you have a podcast? I have no idea. I never <laughs> listened. And like, while I was briefly offended, I then realized those are the friends that I want because they don't give a shit, you know? 
That's exactly it. The, you you want to be able to call your friends when you're like sad about a girlfriend or mm. you know, you're you're trying to work through some interpersonal issue or something. And yeah. you don't you don't need them to kiss your ass, you know. No. Um no. but you need me to kiss your ass. Yes. So I will we're, be we're, doing that coming. for the let's go. rest yeah. of the episode. Mm. So then let's go back to that time. Mm. We came up around the same time. You formed mm. our Kells. Was it 2006? Yeah, we actually Mike and I and Nick met on the first day of university. So we were 17 wow. years old at oh McMaster God. University, 2004, and our first record came out in 2008. 17 years old, 2004, mm. 2006. So I got my job at MTV in 2006. Mm. Were you like me, drunk from approximately 2007 through 2010? There was a lot of that, but the thing, another thing, I'm I'm gonna. There's a lot of I think misconceptions about. Are ba- not misconceptions. No, I think most people assume rock and roll bands are wild like that. Yeah. We're such a nerdy band and like a low key band. And I think it's one of the reasons why, not to say that we don't do those things because we mm. have a great time going out and, you know, tying one on. But I think one of the reasons why we kind of got through the early stages and remained a band yes. is because we were pretty diligent about the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm the worst hungover person alive. Some people have like, stamina and just can soldier yeah. through a hangover i can't I even can't do at it. like 20 21 no, never okay. could do it <laughs> i've never wow. been able to that's do that's a it. blessing and a yeah. curse yes but but i think it helped because i think about a lot of the bands that start out around the same time as we did and they're not bands anymore because you kind of flame out mm. Mm. i brick building it up uh we've been okay i think mm. It's very easy for things to fade away pretty quickly if you don't keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah. You obviously have kept your eyes on the prize this whole time. You're such a fixture in Canadian pop culture. So I'm going to assume you've been around a lot of Canadian celebrities in various contexts. So I want to play a very un-Canadian game with you, Max, called Nice or Pass, where you (laughs) reveal to me... Which Canadians are nice, as expected, and which Canadians you'd rather not discuss? Uh, I don't know. See, this is the problem. with The, the, the premise of this game is very un-Canadian, though. People Absolutely. Are gonna, no, I it's don't know. the okay. most un-Canadian game ever played. But here's the deal. It's a rapid-fire game. Okay. You have to pass on at least three. Are you ready <laughs> oh, to fuck. play the most okay. un-Canadian game ever created? Yeah. Nice or pass? Okay, I'm ready. Nice or pass? Okay, Sean Mendes. Nice. Actually, I have a quick story about him. Yes. I ran into him. He, we live in the same neighborhood in Toronto now. And he, uh, we, I just got off tour and he gave me a, a recommendation. He's like, you know, when you get off tour, go to Other Ship, which is like this cold plunge spa in downtown Ooh, Toronto. He's like, it'll, hey, if, if, you're, if you're stressed out, it'll sort you right out. All right. Thank you, Sean. Nice And guy. you went? I have not gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. It's very Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, you derailed the rapid sorry, fire sorry, game sorry, after sorry, the sorry, first sorry. person. So yeah. let's continue. Sorry. Drake. Pass. I've never met him. What? I, you I, have a I, song I, called Drake's Dad. I know. I met his, I hung out with his dad. I, we have lots of mutual friends. I can't say one or the other, but, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Pass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michael Buble. Oh, nice as fuck. <laughs> Buble, Buble called me the day after we won a Juno Award. Just he was no. in the car with his wife, just to no. like congratulate us, say how proud he was. His family comes to our shows in Vancouver. He comments mm. on our shit. Nice as nice as uh, nice, uh, as, nice as fuck. I think yeah, is, nice as fuck. is yeah. was yeah. Justin Bieber. Pass. Never met him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Nice. Jacob Hogard. Pass. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest pass. The weekend. 
Pass. Justin Trudeau. I don't want the fucking trolls on fucking Twitter to be like, you're a fucking lib, whatever the fuck. Um, nice. I'm just going to say nice. He seems Don't, nice. Enough. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Sure. Nice. Dead mouse. Please say pass. pass. Thank you. Will Arnett. Nice. What? No, do we not like, I just, I just well, heard that he's nice through Tim. He's know. on my rival comedy podcast, Smartless. So uh, fuck you, Jason Bateman. I'm going to have to right. pass on him. So I assume Adonis Graham is a pass. I don't even know who that is. Who's that? <laughs> That's Drake's son. <laughs> an iconic, <laughs> an iconic Canadian guy. celebrity. Uh, Adonis, he, he's in the same list as Justin Trudeau. Avril Lavigne. A uh, pass. Final. Chad Kroger. You know, I met, I, I, I like Chad. Chad, I met, nice. I'm going with nice. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how you play nice or pass. Nice or pass. Hey. There you go. In which we learned that most Canadian celebrities that you've met are nice. That's true. I don't know if there's really one that I've met that I don't know. Maybe there's one on that list, but we have to. So you're telling me there's one on that list that is a, that is a real pass. Hard no, Let's move along. Let's okay, move along. God, you're so nice, Max. Well, let me ask you about Chad Kroger, who you did mm-hmm. say definitively and thoughtfully was mm-hmm. nice. Last week on this show, I argued that Nickelback peak music. They're having a renaissance right now. And, you know, I remember when I was in grade 10, my, we, my dad and I used to go on these sports road trips and we went mm. to see a Buffalo Bills football game and the, with a couple of friends and their dads. And the song of the trip was... How You Remind Me. And I was like, this is a great song. And that it's song's amazing. And they're bangers for days. It's, and and they perform. And, and you know, their guitarist, Ryan, the band are like super. I know Chad is a pretty outsized frontman personality. Yes. The rest of the band is super low-key, super nice. I was talking to Ryan, the guitarist, who's been in the band since day one. He's telling me about his wife, who has like this incredible like water charity. She spends like half a year in Africa. They've donated millions of dollars. I was just like, and he's just like, that seems to be the thing that he cares about most. I was like, yeah, these are down to earth folks. We've all been sort of misled by the blonde bob, the low rise bootcut denim, the cock rock of it all. They're yeah, just I mean, that's, nice that's Canadian true. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people. I think we're, there's multitudes that we have within us, and you know, I'd say the same goes for Nickelback. I agree. And by the way, how you remind me, have you ever covered it? I know Arkells love a cover. Have you ever covered a Nickelback song? Would you ever? Yeah, I'm trying to think what would be the one we'd do, though. Oof. I feel you should do Photograph and yeah. or Far Away. No, you know what I love? What? I don't know if this is a Nickelback song, but it's the one he did with, like, Josie Scott for the Spider-Man soundtrack. Do you remember oh, that now one? Now we're getting into deep oh, Nickelback cuts. No, no, it was peak, like, much music. And a hero can save us. I'm not going to take it away. I forgot that was Chad Kroger. Okay, that's your next cover. Deal? That, that's the one. Please give me your best, Chad. Uh, I'll send you a voice note later. Yeah. Okay, I'm holding you to that. And I'm mm-hmm. adding Okay, it. I will. Okay, cool. I'll send you a voice note. So here is where I'm going right to insert here. Max Kerman's right. cover of Hero by Nickelback. Say a hero for savers, I'm not gonna stand here and wait. I'll hold on the wings of a needle and watch as we all fly away. This is crazy fucking lyrics. There you are. Wow, Max, that was amazing. Okay, let me, uh, please, while we're in deep in the Canadian content portion of this podcast, if you could only listen to one ballad for the rest of time, do you go? Nickelback's mm. Far Away. I love you. Oh, that's a great I song. I miss you, right? Show. 
down on the law. Avril Lavigne's I'm with you. That's really good too. That's really good. You could even choose my version. That would be fine with me. Or Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. I love I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. But it might be the Nickelback tune. (gasps) Oh my God. Where is my air horn sound effect? (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) This is the first time Nickelback has ever beat Celine Dion out for anything. The Celine Dion tune for me is just like almost become a joke. Like it doesn't right. even um, get in the heartstrings. But yeah, I, 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 I went to the Super Bowl two years ago in LA and Nickelback was doing a private show at the Peppermint Lounge for 100 people. Oh, and we got to go. My God, and, way to bury and, the lead. We've been talking about Nickelback for seven well, minutes. This uh-huh. is it. And they got paid so much fucking money for this gig. We asked them after. It was like for some like private equity firm. We just happened to know the people organizing it. Uh-huh. And I was like, how's it going to go? Because it was like, you know, 60 people scattered in a little club. It didn't have all like the bells and whistles of a big Nickelback show. Right. And they were, and they, and they came to play. Like they were like, they don't, they didn't, it didn't matter that it was like mostly like 60 year old white men and like three women in the crowd. They're like, let's fucking go. And they entertained. They, they brought one of the two of the three women on stage to sing Photograph or Rockstar. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Every trick in the book they were, they were using. And I was like, you know what? They're earning their money tonight and good for them. Wow. Just women in skirt suits on stage singing Rockstar. Yeah. I think that's something that low-key a lot of people don't know. The people who are like, what, Nickelback, what have they been up to? Like, there are corporate events for days, and you can make your own money and then your African water charity money in one <laughs> night, okay? People don't know this. Okay, my show is called Phone a Friend. Mm-hmm. I am contractually obligated to mm. ask you this, Max. Who yeah. is the most famous person in your phone? Oh, good question. Thank you so much, journalism. I would say... Oh, you know who? Uh, John Hamm, which is kind of cool. <gasps> wow. Yeah, we have a hockey great. hockey mutual connection. It's a Canadian hockey thing, actually, that, that put us in touch. But he, but it's funny thinking about people's text etiquette, especially when they're, they're at that level. Yes. And I will just say that he is a sort of like generous and down to earth with somebody who he doesn't even really know, me, uh-huh. um, uh, as they come. And he signs off his text with capital letters, Ham, like best, Ham. I was like, yo, this guy is the fucking best. That's a great answer. I love that. And I think the only other person I know who does that is my mom. She'll text (laughs) me and sign every text message, mom, Mom. just so I know who it's from. Um, (laughs) I called you for many reasons, but one Mm. of the reasons I called you is because I have been thinking a lot about Frank Ocean at Coachella. You are a beloved Mm -hmm. live performer. You've performed at Coachella. Mm. Can you kind of tell me what happened there and what your thoughts are? Oh, it's such a good question. It's funny because in the live music space, there's always been lots of different types of performances, but now with like DJ culture, especially it's sort of blurred because when you're a musician or a singer, you're actually supposed to sing and actually, (laughs) actually do something, you know, Yeah. but DJs and God bless DJ dance culture, because some of them are doing amazing shit up there. Absolutely. But there's also a culture where it's like they're just sort of standing there and being yeah. celebrities while people cheer them on. Right. And Frank, and Frank isn't that. He's a singer. But he mm. did just stand up there for half the set and mouth along to his own songs. Right. I get that people just want a glimpse of him in real life and the celebrity and the mystique around him is real. But I'd say my overall take is that like when you're headlining Coachella, uh-huh. it is one of the greatest 
honors, I think, headlining the biggest festival in the world. And you want to bring, and you want to bring the goods. So when Beyonce did it five years ago, she had a fucking marching band. It's like a thousand dancers. Like every second of that show was perfectly curated. Um, Uh And I just admire that so much. And that's Uh that's what you want out of great art. You just want to know that the person really cared about it. Yeah. And when it seems like they're phoning it in, then you're like, ah, oh, come on. You just like wasted such a gift because it's a yeah. gift to have that opportunity. And then I also heard there's like industry rumors that like he had like a skating rink that was supposed yes. to be here about this. Yes, they had a skating rink. Yeah. He changed his mind. They had to melt it. Yeah, like all this shit. And I'm like, okay, well now it sounds like you had some ambitious ideas, uh-huh. but you were just like too temperamental or disorganized to kind of pull them off. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. And maybe there's a great reason, but the bottom line is, is that like people paid a lot of money for the ticket. You want the best in the world to do their shit, whatever that is. And and I want to be clear. It doesn't mean to say that like everyone has to have like the ferocity and attention to detail as Beyonce. I'm not saying right. that. There's we can't lots of, all be Beyonce, No, we can't all be, yeah. there's lots of ways to be great. But the Frank thing just seemed like, what the fuck am I looking at? It was just what like, you're just sort fuck? of, yeah. So that's my take. And it felt disrespectful to the kids out there who, the, the kids out there who really have spent thousands of dollars to be there. So many of them to see him. Like what, mm-hmm. you know? Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're so amazing on stage. But when I Googled mm-hmm. Max Kerman, do you know what the two most searched things are? No, no. Are you ready? What is it? Max Kerman wife. Max mm. Kerman married. Oh. The people need to know. I'm I'm not married. No, I'm, I'm not, I have no wife. So when the guys in on your podcast, the guys in your band are like married, they're having kids. Is that something that you want? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, eventually, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I just went on a bachelor trip to Boston this past weekend Fun. with 24 dudes, and Ooh. it's funny because like. Around 2018, we went from like zero kids in our group to like now we have like 25 or some oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's <laughs> was, like, whoo. And so like I'm like kind of the only one left or there's only there's a few of us left. Uh, yeah. But it's funny because there's parts of their life that is that they can tell are so happy and fulfilled and, and it's beautiful. But it's also funny because like they get off the plane. They're like, I'm having a cigarette and we're drinking a beer right now. Oh, there. <laughs> they are so ready to go. Oh, my favorite my God. thing is dads who don't smoke smoking. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, my God. It's totally all the dads when they're fine. It's like because they're, they're not smokers. But right. if, they, if they're out like for like a boy's trip, everyone's uh, yes. just smoking. <laughs> oh, that's so and I funny. Don't smoke, but it's just funny to see dads who don't smoke. She'd be like, I'm having a fucking cigarette. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Can I tell you confidentially, I was out with some girlfriends this weekend, all of them moms, and one of them had three drinks and started throwing up. And I was like, that's where we're at, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let me amazing. catch your vomit with this highball glass. <laughs> Earlier in the show, I did talk about swinging with Rain Maida and Chantal Craviasek. Oh, hey, do you guys do that regularly? All the time, regularly. Are you, are you the third, I guess, or? Well, yeah, it's my husband and I. It's a switching situation. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. Actually, I misinterpreted an email and thought it was an invitation to swing. Oh. It was absolutely not. But I thought about it a lot. Would you? My argument is that I would swing with Rain mm. and Chantal. If you oh. were in a committed relationship, would you consider swinging with them? With Rain and Chantel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pillow talk would be really interesting. I feel like they're very like introspective people, very mm. philosophical. Mm. Um, also, I follow um, Chantel on TikTok, 
and I and and she's got a great TikTok. Uh, and she and Rain they, they sort of document some of the, like their quarrels or their day-to-day conversations. Yes. And it would be fun to be in the middle of that just to see how they interact, the tension. It feels like sometimes like Rain's a little like annoyed with her. <laughs> yeah. It's a really like it's a, I'm it's palpable I, sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I love this. So I I would love just to like you know, finish the sesh and then hang out <laughs> and just kind of be around them while they're talking about really mundane shit and then be able to tell my friends about it. I'm like, and then he said this and then and then she gave him a look and then he stormed out and then it was just Chantel oh. and I hanging out, you know? Yes, absolutely. My argument is she can't bring out the p- piano until the sesh is complete. That's too much. It's just post. Yeah, Chantel, we're not done yet. The no. sesh isn't over. Get back here. We don't want that piano around quite yet. Max, I've only had three straight male guests on this show, and I'd like to keep it that way. So while I have you here, I'd love to just use you essentially as my straight male correspondent. Oh, good. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm going to ask you questions, and okay. I would like you to answer for all mankind. Are you prepared to do that? <laughs> I'm ready. I, I'd like to be that ambassador for all mankind. Okay, good. Oh, perfect. But straight mankind, right? Yeah, I'm not straight representing... mankind. Okay, cool. No, all of straight mankind. Yeah. I'm calling this Man Things with Max Kerman. And before <laughs> we proceed on How this show- How do you know show, I'm straight, by the way? You don't know that. Yeah, I feel like I do know that. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I feel like I do. It's not like you project straight man. No, you do project straight do man I? energy. Uh, that's disappointing to hear, though. You are a straight man who can comfortably wear rainbow fringe mm-hmm. and short shorts on stage. Mm-hmm. You you have a... But but I can... I have a good read, Max. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But it's a fair question. Yeah. Um, so on my show, I have boy band style <laughs> interludes that set up each segment. I like and it. sometimes when I have a musician, like I had Chris Kirkpatrick of Insync, oh, he sick. did his Good. own interlude. So I was hoping you might be willing to create your own boy band style interlude. Okay. Make it sexy. Make us feel it. You know. We're talking man things. We're talking man things. We're talking man things with Max Kerman. What do you think? <laughs> so good. Okay, here we go. You're speaking for all of straight mankind. Yep. What body part are men most self-conscious about? I mean, the obvious thing is just to say, you know, down there. Mm. Um, I think the more nuanced answer is body hair. <gasps> I think some men are like, ah, I wish I was a little more like Swedish or something, you know? Interesting. I think. I don't know. Ooh, I never would have thought of that. Okay, what male celebrity do all men secretly want to be like? I think it would be cool to be Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just shoot right for the stars. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, Harry Styles would be awesome. Mm, mm, I think yeah. I think Harry Styles is up there for more men than just you. I think so. I think okay. he just he's so charismatic. What female celebrity do all men secretly want to be with? I think everybody has uh, a, a crush on the two Italian girls from uh, White Lotus. <laughs> I don't even know their names. But they just, everyone's like, we just love the, the these hookers. girls. They're so badass. The and, hookers and, from yeah. White Lotus. Yeah, yes. because they're so cool. They're so That's, cool. I could not have asked for a better answer. Okay. I want to be with the two yeah. prostitutes from the White Lotus. <laughs> Italian, yeah. Um, what are most men scared of? Ooh, 
I think, no, you know what the answer is? Hard conversations. Ooh, <laughs> That's yes. That's the correct answer. Most, yes. most men, including myself, are just such fucking wimps. Like, honestly, most straight men are just like Absolutely. so wimpy and afraid to talk about anything that's hard. Oh my God, <laughs> Max. I'm sorry. You, this is a revelatory quiz. Mm-hmm. Men things with Max Kerman is ch- yeah. literally changing my perspective <laughs> on men. It's true. Um, what do men think of Pete Davidson? I think they're confounded a little bit by it. They're uh, like, they're like, I don't think anybody thinks Pete's, and he'd say the same, like that he's a good looking dude. You're like, and, and he just keeps on scoring these like beautiful girlfriends and but then you kind of you look at him a little bit more and you're like, I guess I get it. And then like, you know, there's the rumors about parts of his body that are impressive, right. et cetera. So you're like, okay, I guess I get it. And also, I also think that like everybody has like friends, like has, has somebody in the group of friends that like does unusually well with women that is like, right. I don't totally get it, but he's tall. I think it's always like a tall guy in your group of friends. You're like, why does this guy fucking keep you know, doing, you know, being able to pick up women. And it's, oh, that's I think, so I think funny. it's just like a height thing or something. Yeah. So you would argue that most male friend groups have a Pete Davidson in the group. Have like one tall guy. That's just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Finally, what do men need to be told every day? <laughs> um, I think what men need to be told every day is that it's okay to talk about your feelings and you know just being honest is always the best place to start and it's going to be okay even sometimes hard conversations are just hard but you'll get through the other side a better person <laughs> i mean that's the part of this episode that all women listening need to rewind and make sure that their partners or spouses are in the room to hear because uh-huh. it's so true and, and, and by the way, I'm no fucking saint. I, I'm just as bad as anybody else. I need to be told that every day. I need someone to just go, it's okay. Just say just say the thing that's on your mind. Yeah. You can be vulnerable. Yeah. You can be complicated. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like we had some hard, vulnerable conversations today? Yeah, especially the Nickelback stuff. That yeah, was that was the most vulnerable. <laughs> that We both really opened up to each other about that. And that is how you play Man Things with Max Kerman. I'm talking man things. I'm talking man things. Okay, yeah. I mean, we would have put that back in from the top, my proof, but you did it yourself. So we appreciate that. Um, Max, I appreciate you so much. Get more Max at mm-hmm. Arkell's Music on TikTok. You're mm-hmm. in there with Chantel Kreviasek on Instagram. Listen to the Best Hang podcast wherever you get your pods. And Arkell's, you have a handful of days coming up this summer, mm-hmm. festivals all across North America. So go to Arkells.com for more. And um, I will see you at your LA show in yeah, a Yeah, I can't wait to weeks. hang out in real life. And it'll, there'll be a bunch of Canadian people there too that you will all just go, hey. <laughs> We're all going to find each other and yeah. like basically stand behind a fence. There will be a VIP section and then a Canadian section. So yes, just love prepare it. for that. Um, Max, thank you so much. Yeah, this is so much fun. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to do this with you. Oh, an honor for me. Bye. Bye. Max Kerman of Arkells, enlightening us all on why men are the way they are. And now I need to ask Evan who the Pete Davidson is of his friend group. I'm very afraid the answer is him. (laughs) Oh, and can I just say this? I think I'm whispering so you don't tell anyone. I think the Canadian celebrity he hard passed on was The weekend. 
just go back and re-listen. I'm just speculating. But the way he passes, it's informative. After the break, one of my listeners is considering a vaginalplasty and calling me for a consultation. As you do. I'm checking my voicemail next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We are back, and it's time to check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Desi. It's Anastasia calling from Toronto, and I just heard your episode with the plastic surgeon, and I really appreciated your question about the nether regions after pregnancy and giving birth. As someone who had a C-section baby, that's something that I wonder about. And if I ever have another child, I'm almost nervous about it going the other way, the way it's naturally intended, I guess you can say. And I'm wondering if there was anything that you were wondering in particular that could be adjusted by a plastic surgeon, anything you maybe have heard from friends or family, horror stories, or anything that we might need to be aware of as we have our, as we figure out our birth plans. Okay. Um, thanks so much. Bye. Okay. Anastasia from Toronto. I love that you're essentially calling me for a labioplasty consultation. That's what I'm here for. I actually have spoken to my fair share of plastic surgeons about vaginal rejuvenation for work, I swear, like all all on-camera interviews. So I actually do know a fair amount. Here's what I know. There are a few kinds of vaginal rejuvenation. So one is a vaginoplasty, where Jason's shutting, he's walking away again, where a plastic surgeon tightens everything down there, including the canal, and then labioplasty, which is just making the labia look prettier, which honestly, like, who gives a fuck? Unless you're thinking of starting an OnlyFans, I think you're good, Anastasia. In fact, I think everyone is probably good without any kind of vaginal rejuvenation procedure because they stitch you back up. When you're finished with the birth, like things go back to normal. And if they don't, I dare your husband to complain. And in terms of a birth plan, 
I think it's a bummer that some women feel this pressure to have like a quote unquote natural childbirth, as you sort of said, Anastasia, right? Like or a or a vaginal birth. But I always think whatever is the safest, healthiest way for you and your baby, that should be the birth plan. Like, period. You know, my twins were so high risk. We always knew that we'd have to get them a C-section. I really had no choice. That was the only way that I could deliver them safely. So in the weeks leading up to our scheduled C-section, Evan and I watch tons of C-section birth YouTube videos to prepare, which A, exist, B, feature families on YouTube documenting the birth of their children, and then at the end, literally while holding their bloody newborns, still connected by the umbilical cord, these YouTube moms are like, like and follow. (laughs) I swear, one woman was pushing her newborn out of her body going, thanks for subscribing to my channel. It's a wild YouTube hole to get in, pun intended. But as my date got closer, we like, we had seen enough. We felt ready. We felt prepared for a C-section. And then the day before I had this scheduled C-section, my doctor says, you know, both heads are down. You could try pushing them out. And I was like, excuse me? Do you know how many C-sections I have watched on YouTube? My algorithm is just going to be abdomens being split open for the next 10 years. But without doing any research or watching a single vaginal birth video on YouTube, I just went for it. And it was so hard and and like so thrilling and fucking cool and truly is like one of the things that your body really knows how to do through evolution. And, you know, somehow I did it without clicking subscribe to anyone's channel. So just do what works for you, truly, Anastasia. Like if you already have the C-section scar, you know, from the first baby, maybe it's just easiest to zip that fanny pack back open and pop out the next one, you know? Save you the labiaplasty. Did that answer your question? I hope it did. And I hope you keep the questions coming. They're my favorite part of every episode. Call me at the number in the description on this episode and ask me anything, anytime. Jason, I think I know what song we have to end things with. It's going to be clumsy. No, we're not going clumsy. Oh. Because it is going to be May. Right? It's actually going to be May, May. which means it's going to be the Met Gala, and I will be back next week to talk all about it. Huge thanks to Max Kerman for finally giving a voice to straight men on this show. It's about time they were represented in culture, you know? Thank you, Jason. Thank you. And thank you, to my phone of friends for listening. Like, you are my Swifty squad. You are the Heim. You are the postpartum Blake Lively. You are the Gigi Hadid to my Taylor Swift. Jason, which one of those girls are you? <laughs> in the picture? Yes. Uh, oh, um, I, oh, like Blake Lively hiding in the back for sure. <laughs> You're just going to find the angle where your face doesn't get photographed. <laughs> right. Well, she looked great. You are the Blake Lively to my Taylor Swift, Jason. (laughs) And now we have to go a whole week without each other. I'll miss you. Okay, I just got a note from Rio's teacher that says, quote, he was bitten by Henry. So I gotta go handle that. We love you, teachers. Bye. Phone Friend was created by our mommy, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson. And Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. 
the amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. It's gonna be May. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.